0: Alright everyone, welcome back to the student rant. So this episode will be short and snappy and it'll be to do with growing your circle, something that I've been trying my best to do in the last year and especially the last few months. And I've seen pretty drastic growth in a lot of areas that I've been trying to pursue, for example, engineering or public speaking. So I take, I hopefully you take all the lessons that I discuss in this and try best to apply them and I hope you enjoy. So firstly, what does it mean to have a circle and why is it important? So right off the cuff, one of the main things to understand is that humans are social creatures. And that is something that I finally understood uh, in the last year or so, that primarily we are social creatures. And because of that, because of that, we very strongly adapt to our environment. Right. Something that I've been talking about quite a while with habits. But this is more to do with your social environment. So, there's something I learned again from Atomic Habits, where we humans, we generally do our best, or subconsciously, even if we don't try, we end up slightly forming to those who we encompass ourselves around the most. Uh, basic example, and this is just a quote from, I think, Warren Buffett, you are, you become the amalgamation of the five people you spend the most time with. So, it's a pretty well-known thing, something that floats around quite a bit, but how do you actually improve it? How do you actually capitalize on this knowledge that you now have? Well, it's essentially like this. If you want to take some lessons from, let's say, The Future Brain, very good book. The whole idea is once you accustom yourself to a new environment that largely defines what you want to be or who you want to become, then it's much easier, innately, innately, it's much easier to transform to that thing. It's all about the idea of friction. If you want to become, let's just say, a really famous entrepreneur, but you're around a lot of people who know nothing about business, or if you're someone who wants to be uh, very well into investing, but you're around people who spend all their money and never save anything. There's a lot of friction there. And because there's a lot of friction, not much can really happen. It's much more difficult for it to happen. I'm not going to say that you can't succeed in that area, but it's much harder and What I'm trying to do the best at here is find a way to optimize it, make it as easy as possible, because then it's as likely for it to happen. So then, how do we go about it? Well, the main thing I go about is, firstly, you look through the lens of something you want to learn or a series of things you want to learn. Basic example again, let's say entrepreneurship or public speaking. If I go in my with my story, it would be public speaking. So. I really wanted to get much, much better in public speaking and have a lot more knowledge in that lens or through that sphere. So what I did was I reached out to multiple people Pretty, pretty incessantly. Uh, reached out to multiple people and continued doing my best to eventually talk with them. And eventually, I did. And now those people I regularly go to for advice when it comes to public speaking and how to speak the whole idea of rhetoric and how to eventually master that sort of social scenario when you're speaking. So that was that's pretty much short and sweet. How you should think about it. You should first think of a skill or a sort of habit habit's a broad word so i'll use it a habit so to speak that you want to associate with your lifestyle and through that you then find a way to accustom to people who have already adopted what you have or you would seek to do or at the very least are on their way because at the heart of it the best friends grow from shared uh shared goals shared desire for outcomes And when you have a shared desire for outcomes, both of you are on similar wavelengths, and then slowly by slowly, both of you improve. So how, again, other than the public speaking, how else did I do it? Well, mentoring. Mentoring is a very, very... Important thing, especially as you get into your older years, let's say university and career. Um, But it's harder to think about initially, like take those initial first steps. So I'll be very honest mentoring just starts from very simply, let's say having someone who's a year or two older than you, maybe three or four or whatever. You have someone who's a little older, and then you talk to them about certain topics. That is probably the baseline that is what mentoring is you find someone who has a bit more knowledge than you typically that's people who are older especially for people who are in this you know student phase you the best thing to do is to find people who are at least a year or two above you because it's their experiences of where you are are so fresh in their minds and they can give you that advice most of the time this is very honest most of the time advice from people who are older than you comes from the lens of regret and that's why i believe it's the most passionate sort of advice because they are freshly in that lens of well i wish i did all these things so let me try my best to help this guy do all these things so that's why I really like the idea of find a person who's a year or two older than you, go about it. So that was the first way I went through a mentoring phase, right? Trying to get someone to mentor. Then obviously after that, mentoring becomes a bit more complicated because if you really want to hone in on a skill that's much more respected, so to speak, and really, really high tier, like for example, I really want to, let's say, get into a, or create construct a million dollar business, right? That's not something that's just off the tongue. You can just say off the tongue and find someone who's done it. It's pretty difficult, pretty rare to find. Now, when you have very focused, very sophisticated, so to speak, uh, and high level aspirations in that lens, to find a circle in that way, and a mentor, more specifically, you go through a mastermind. A mastermind, very simply, it is something you pay for. So it's very, it's very hefty money. I think it's like five, 10 K it's a lot, but you're essentially paying your way into getting access to a group of people that most likely will have more knowledge than you. You essentially have to use money as your supplement to your lack of status or knowledge. That's essentially what a mastermind is. You use money, like a decent amount, five ten 10k, it's usually around that mark. You use that money to get into a circle of people who each have similar goals and may very well be above you in most aspects of what you are trying to pursue. And when you are in that space, you are then able to learn from them, getting advice from them. And then that is when you actually grow. You don't grow by listening to people who are of a lower knowledge or expertise or experience than you in the thing you want to pursue. You generally do it by people who are above you. And this is something that I've actually heard, someone I've been following quite a bit, Alex Hormozzi, talk about quite a bit is, if you want to get good at something, or you want to learn something, you go right to the person who has done it the best. A good example, this is just like what he talked about with Mr. Beast, right? He wanted to get, uh, Alex hormozy wanted to, Really get into building a personal brand and get into content creation. What did he do? He didn't look at any person with a million subscribers, a few million subscribers. He looked at the best possible person, Mr. Beast, right? And from there, from there, looked at looked at his model, all that stuff, and trickled it down from there. Now, interestingly, interestingly enough, we can actually look at Mr. Beast again. This sort of model with what he goes by when it comes to a circle. So, an important thing to discuss is a lot of people. Sometimes, and this was me as well. You sometimes think that I just want to be by myself. I don't want to have all my experiences and my knowledge help someone else grow. How am I going to grow? I just don't want to give away the experiences that was so, um, that I'm so emotionally connected to. I don't want to do that, right? I feel like I'm not going to get anything out of it. But here is. What I would post to you And this is something that I Kept thinking to myself Why make one mistake And learn from that one mistake When you could make one mistake And learn from seven others Learn from seven other mistakes That is essentially what Having a true circle Who are all growing is When you're in that stage of having a circle of people who are all aspiring for the same thing, all like-minded, well then what you're doing is everyone, if everyone pitches in to help each other, each one, each person can make one mistake, but you can all learn from it. And within in that way. There's much more accelerated growth. That is the power of a circle. You're able to essentially have multiple minds working on the same thing, multiple versions of yourself. If you really want to go that way and you learn more and more and more and more each time that is what really is successful about it. Yes, so once you've picked up on skills and ideas and you've gone to the people who may or may not know it best, right? You then also can find people who are on the same aspirations as you. When you find people who are like-minded, right? Again, you get into the stage where about the whole mistake thing, where you can both grow from each other. And when you both grow from each other, it's much faster than when you grow by yourself. You often find, and this is something that's happened with me as well. You often find some people in a close circle end up starting to push you. Because they may be good at something that you wanted to be good at, and you may be good at something they wanted to be good at. And that sort of, not rivalry, I'd say, but that sort of mutual ability to grow with the knowledge of like that you both have, or it's obviously not just two people, but more. That is what's really powerful. And that generally, generally, that is what leads to really quick, fast success. It's not saving, investing really smart, like to get a lot of money. A lot of people, it really is that they've built a very strong circle of people who all want to get the same place and they all work together the same way. And that is how they excel really quickly. That, that, that is acceleration for you. Now, I would next sort of say... You have to then start considering the idea of attention, right? And this is just again affirming the idea of circle of a circle and its importance. So, when we look at the future brain and even some other books, uh, some other like social happy books, and even like a more different one like Forty Laws of Power, even we look at attention. That's a it's a pretty strong word because your attention completely changes how you perceive everything, right? It's all about relativity. Well, being relative, not relativity itself. But if you are surrounded by people who are excelling far and far above you, you then reach a point where you think you may not be excelling. Now, that's not... A bad thing, really. If you're, let's say, making, let's go with money here. If you're making fifty thousand dollars a month, or maybe even a hundred thousand dollars a month, but everyone around you is making six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars a month. Well, then a hundred thousand doesn't seem that much, that big, does it? And that's what pushes us to grow. And that is what I talked about earlier with it's just natural. If you are naturally surrounded in an environment which propels you to grow, you are more innately likely to do it because as social creatures, we want to do our best to fit in. If you're the odd sheep out, especially in this in this example, which is fairly monetary, but if you're the odd sheep out in this example, you will do your best to adapt and invariably assimilate into that sort of six hundred, seven hundred thousand. 700,000. You can do your best to do it either subconsciously or subconsciously. It happens even subconsciously. Now, the next topic to go in this lens is eventually shedding away. So this is quite a big jump, but you have to eventually start realizing that there's a point where you have to start after growing a circle, eventually sh- shedding away from prior ones. Now it's a hard topic to talk about sometimes, but you have to be very focused, especially when you get into your later stages of life. I would guess I don't know too much about this. I'm, I'm not I'm not twenty twenty five yet, but from people I've talked to, the main thing that comes out when I start talking about you know social ideas, so your circle, who you should surround yourself with, the the main thing that ends up coming up is that they say just find a few people you would like and find people that truly energize you just a few people and once you find those people you don't have to find anymore it's an interesting concept i mean that's not generally the way we think about it is it that it sounds kind of pretty counterintuitive in the beginning isn't it that well, if you want to learn so many more skills, just keep getting more and more and more circles. Once you keep, keep getting more and more people who are as good or better, much better than you in those things, just keep piling and piling on, what's going to end up happening is you can't, invariably, the human mind can't get so good, so focused, so immersed in multiple things. That is why you have to start off and continue to be very dialed into a few things and only then switch parts right? So for example, people who are very interested in business, but let's say other things like on uh business, giving back, maybe NG, maybe law, anything like that. If you have a very, very wide variety of things, yes, it sort of works in the beginning when you're trying to have that shallow entrance point into those different things you want to grow, like the, your different skills and knowledge you want to grow. It's fine in the beginning, but eventually, eventually what these people have been telling me is that you're going to get to a point where it's no longer beneficial to keep all these different circles and get all these different sources of knowledge. Invariably, you would want, you will get to a point where there is surely just it's no longer the initial hard work of just knowing everything. There always comes a point with any skill, with any piece of knowledge, with any actual valuable um, skill that you have to immerse yourself even further. And the human mind just cannot do that with many, many things. So you have to start shedding away slowly and slowly, and then eventually you're able to, with much more mental ease, be able to focus on a few things at a time. And once you focus just on a few things, you can then keep switching it out once you develop to a success you wanna go. Because one major thing, again, that I've heard quite a lot is that the key to success is doing one thing for an extraordinary amount of period of time once you're able to really immerse yourself in one thing for a long time, maybe even just a few things, two or three things, I think would still be fine. If you're able to do that for a longer period of time than most people, you'll eventually get, you will get into a further place than a lot of other people. And with that, with that, that is when you reach the level of a skill that you desire. And then you can start looking at new ideas, new skills that you want to take up. And the final thing, this is a bit, uh, again, a bit counterintuitive to what I just said about shred, uh, shredding away, but I kind of skipped on the point where it is very helpful to gain multiple circles, to gain multiple environments. So I, I did kind of skip on this, but let me just quickly touch on it one more time, uh, once before I, this podcast uh, comes to an end. The main idea is that you do want to have very specific circles for very specific things, right? You can have friends for fun, but let's say you want to have, like, I think in general, a circle, no matter what, should be fun. And that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. But you want to have preferably a circle that is so focused on, let's say your degree on where you want to go. You have another circle that's very focused on a hobby that you like to do. And another one's very focused on a sport, stuff like that. You have to be very stringent with having circles that don't Discuss or pursue a lot of things that you want. Yes, you're gonna find people who are very similar to you in what they want to pursue, but you have to be stringent in finding or constructing multiple different circles. And when you are able to do that, you again, it's all about having this mental clarity, this mental ease. You want to be able to take off your I don't know law hat and put on your. I don't know, swimming hat, something like that, right? Or you want to take off your swimming hat, you want to put on your entrepreneurship hat, anything like that. You want to have that ease of mental clarity to really be able to eventually hone in multiple things. And again, it's fine to have many, many circles in the beginning because you're almost just dipping your toe into this vast opportunity of learning these, the depth of the, these potentially new skills. Once you get to a stage though, however, when you feel like you have really gone past the shallow end, you're really starting to enter the deep end of these skills, that is when you start shredding away, you start picking. You have to eventually pick what you want, what are the main skills you want to be able to and happily be able to do for a considerable amount of time, and when you are able to do that, then what are you able to put in the time into? And invariably, you're going to find a few things that you really like, do those things, and once you succeed in them, then you can start pulling back on them a little bit. The amount of effort you put, and you start new things. That is just the cycle of growth, and this is all, all can happen very, very easily if you are very, um, what's the word? Conscious. If you're very conscious with the circles, with the circles of people you have around you, and once you once you get to that point, once you're very conscious about who you spend your time with. I found, even personally, that it leads to a lot more mental clarity, a lot more mental ease, that you know that, in the end, you are spending time with enough people that you're going to be able to progress in different things that you've imagined, right? If you're only with just one group of, uh, one, one circle, and there's not really a major goal to it, they're just your friends, for example, right? Of course, very fun, very entertaining, but... You sometimes will start feeling, oh, I wish I had people that could help me with this. I wish I had people that could help me with B and C and D, all this stuff. But when you are able to really properly construct a good circle, different circles that focus this, you're going to feel much more fulfilled that, in, that no matter what you have people and you have people that you can go to and learn from uh, with all the aspects of life that you'd want to pursue. Okay, so that was our short and snappy podcast on growing a circle. Uh, definitely was short, but I hopefully was very impactful. It's uh, very important idea of figuring out who you have around you and how you sort of manage that when you have the mental clarity to figure out you know who you want to spend your time around and who you want to help grow and grow from you are then able to have that mental ease to be confident that you are pursuing what you end up want to pursue and you'll end up feeling much more fulfilled definitely something that i felt over the last few months so i hope you guys enjoy that episode and i'll see you in the next one